Joe Suchere. Uh, offsite correspondent Downing has a good point. It happened to me. The 9-volt battery in my pocket being shorted by a coin. There's no shame in that. He's got a great point. It should not influence a person's ranking on the NAC scale unless it happens a second time. Ah, That'd be, I, okay. I accept that. That's very that's good. But our stories diverge in what happened next. I did not drop my pants and run outside in a panic a la Homer Simpson. I exhibited more grace under fire, which was good because I was eating lunch in a public place when I felt a painful sensation on my leg. I reached into my pocket to determine if something inside my pocket was poking me. Instead, I felt the very hot battery, which had been shorted out by some coins. But I didn't panic. I quickly realized the cause of the problem, then without leaving my seat, removed the hot battery from my pocket, let it cool down while I finished my lunch, and then placed the battery into a different pocket and went about my day. Ooh. Grace under fire, Joe. That's the key. All right. Dangerously. Okay. Uh, just a minute. Just a minute. Oh, Boston Marathon was today. I believe an American woman won for the first time in a long time. Uh, in, the, in the women's division? Yeah. Okay. It was the coldest April 16th uh, since 1881. Wow. Boy, it's getting cold, isn't it? I went to that last year, Boston Marathon, mm-hmm. uh, and that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see the finish line. and it's The uh, five-year anniversary of the, the bombing. Uh, yeah. of the bombing. Uh, Reeves, look up who won. Give her a little. I uh, I thought I just saw something on Twitter. Uh, Everybody needs to do that though. My, the the bride ran that back in twenty one of them. Oh eight or oh nine, I forget. I covered it once. It's a really cool event. And you know, I'm on the. I told you this. I was on the back of a flatbed truck. <laughs> That's right. Leading the pack. I still don't know how. That... So they're just they're in our exhaust the whole way. I'm sure that's been changed. Desiree. Linden. And she's a first American Desiree. woman winner in what, 30 some years? Since 1985. Isn't that something? So 30 years. 33. And, um, 33. That's right. 33. An American woman and a Japanese man won the, uh, or she won the, of course, the female, and a Japanese man won the uh, elite division for the males. She was pouring too at the finish line here. When I covered it, you still got the garland crown or wreath. Oh, you did. Uh, now, of course, it's a big money event, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yuki Kawachuchi of Japan came in first place in the men's elite division, overtaking Joffrey Kairu of Kenya in the final What miles. was his time? Uh, they don't say his time here. Well, reporting isn't what it used to be. The no. whole point of reading about the Boston Marathon is, what time they is to get in. the time. Uh, American the, Shadrach Biwat was third. The woman ran it in two hours, 39 minutes, and 53 seconds. That's, that's pretty fast. That's incredible. Yeah. We need to take up the issue of the uh, Philadelphia Starbucks situation. Okay. Because the left is getting windmilled. Are you aware of the Starbucks, uh, Starbucks Philadelphia situation? <clears throat> I'm not aware of this. Oh wait, wait. Yeah, this is where the hostage, the the police shot the. No, no, there was no shooting. Arrested, arrested, arrested. Excuse me. So yes, I am aware of it. So two black guys go into a Starbucks in Philly. Yep. Uh, they didn't order anything. They were waiting for a third party to join them. Okay. Apparently, at which point they would have ordered. But the manager, uh, who has not been identified but now has been asked to leave the employment of Starbucks, okay. 
called the cops and said, I got two guys sitting here and they're not buying anything. They're loitering. Yeah. I've been in coffee shops a hundred times. I see people just sitting around. Isn't that what you do at coffee shops? Yeah. Regardless of, well, you usually you do have a coffee with you, but. The manager of a Philadelphia Starbucks who called police because two black men were allegedly trespassing in the store reportedly left the company Monday. What do you mean trespassing? I mean, is it a fair statement to say Starbucks, from its certainly from its corporate leadership, is a bastion of the left? Uh, you might yes. even say the mystery. Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, but now boycotts are being arranged against Starbucks which is a tactic that the left has been using since the Parkland, Florida school shootings with this David Hogg young fellow uh, running around threatening to uh, boycott, say, Laura Ingram's uh, advertisers, for example. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous thing to do. It's a dangerous way to run a country by uh, boycotting things. That's hardly a way to settle differences. And and you can bet your sweet last dollar that... uh, that Starbucks would have been on board with uh, going after Laura Ingram, for example. Mm-hmm. Never in their wildest imagination did they realize they had in their employ, in their uh, in their ranks, someone stupid enough to call the cops because two black guys were sitting in the store. Starbucks is going to deserve now whatever they get. Yeah. Uh, we don't name the uh, the manager. Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson apologized for the for the manager calling the police on the men who they thought were trespassing after the men were told to leave and failed to do so. Johnson hopes to meet with the men face to face and personally apologize. In watching the video, it was painful. He said, "It is my responsibility to ensure that we do not that we do a complete review and to make sure we understand how this could uh, ever happen." Uh, Johnson and Starbucks managers will now be trained on unconscious bias after the incident. Demonstrators over the weekend called for the firing of the employee who contacted the coppers and had the men arrested. Uh, Police officers were told the men had asked to use the store's bathroom but were detained because they hadn't bought anything and they refused to leave. On Sunday, Philadelphia Police Department Commissioner Richard Ross defended the officers for detaining the two men. The police did not just happen upon this event. They did not just walk into Starbucks to get a coffee, he said on a Facebook video. They were called there for a service, and that service had to do with quelling a disturbance, a disturbance that had to do with trespassing. Ross said the officers followed policy and did what they were supposed to do. He said that his department makes sure that officers receive implicit bias training. I will say that as an African-American male, I'm very aware of implicit bias, Ross said. We are committed to fair and unbiased policing, and every, anything less than that will not be tolerated. So he's a, caught between a rock and a hard place because right. he's got to defend his guys. Huh? I'm just trying to, uh, I just find no evidence that there was a disturbance as such. Uh, in one account I read, maybe this is it. Uh in one account I read, they were waiting for a third guy to join them. Uh, so that's did they intend? Did they intend when that third guy got there to get coffee and hang out? Uh, that would be my guess. You've shown up places where you're. The, the third guy's been identified as a white guy, a real estate developer, Andrew Yaffe. What did they get called for? Because there were two black guys sitting there to meet me. 
Yaffe says on a video, what did they do? What did they do? A woman could be heard saying, they didn't do anything. I saw the entire thing. And then you got the uh, commissioner again, Ross, who is black, said police received a 911 call from the Starbucks, from Starbucks uh, saying the men were trespassing. He said officers were told that the men had walked in, sat down, and then asked to use the restroom but did not buy anything. The employee denied their request, citing company policy. Okay. Uh, I think it, there's a certain... Uh, There's a certain propriety that would suggest, yeah, you can't just walk into Starbucks and take up two chairs and not buy anything. Well, of course. But that doesn't appear to be what the case was. They they apparently were waiting for the third guy, at which point they would have ordered. What they, Did they try to explain that to the employees? I have no idea. Okay, but in not defending Starbucks at all, but uh, why they needed to wait to order coffee that's it's not like ordering breakfast you know you order eggs and bacon okay that's you might want to wait for that third guy coffee the guy can catch up at any time uh now we have okay this just a minute i'll we can wrap this up in just a moment okay all right yep. could you could you take us to break yeah Randy uh, writes, Nine-volt battery and steel wool is a common fire-starting method taught in the Boy Scouts. The method works well. The younger kids are amazed at how quickly the steel wool will light off with the battery. I don't want to open a can of worms. I, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. But about. why was steel wool flammable? It's steel. Well, it's a, it's a metal. Yeah. Is, is, are metals flammable? When properly charged, maybe? I don't, no, that's not. I'm not even going to say anything. Tony? Hey, guys. How you doing? Fine. Hey, um, hey I, um, I, I caught the end of your conversation, but the question I have in this whole Starbucks thing is these two guys were asked to leave by the employees. They were asked to leave by the police, and and from what I've seen, in neither instance did they listen to uh, the wants of the of the people, especially the police. I don't understand why people don't, you know, when a police officer says stop, you stop and talk to them. But in some communities, that's not apparently what's happening. Uh, we're going to find the video right now. The CEO of Starbucks apologized. The mayor of Philadelphia is heartbroken. And the city police commissioner defended officers who handcuffed and arrested two black men who asked to use a restroom in the coffee shop. A cell phone video recorded the arrests, including a white man who was meeting the handcuffed men at the center city shop, repeatedly asking officers what did they do as the men were being handcuffed and taken away. The video was posted shortly after the incident Thursday and went viral over the weekend, drawing millions of views. You finding it yet? 
I will. I will be able to. Yeah, I just got to make sure it can play. CEO Kevin Johnson said the video shot by customers was hard to watch. He apologized for the disheartening situation in one of our Philadelphia area stores this past Thursday that led to a reprehensible outcome. Johnson said police should uh, never should have been called and that the company was immediately beginning a review of its policies. Mayor Jim Kenney said the coffee giant's apology was not enough and that the City Commission on Human Relations will examine the firm's policies and bias training provided its employees. I am heartbroken to see Philadelphia in the headlines for an incident that, at least based on what we know at this point, appears to exemplify what racist discrimination looks like in 2018, Kenny said in a statement. Okay, I think... A lot gonna... of, there's a lot we don't know. <clears throat> right. Uh, oh, no, this is not... To always be on the safe side, I don't care what color you are. And when I'm on the road... And I got to, you know, take a whiz. Yep. Uh, if I end up in, say, a quick trip or something, yeah, I always buy something. I think that's... Uh, I think that's... I, I buy something because I feel sheepish. I, I feel uh, guilty. I feel, yeah, I'm just, you know... I'm here to do two things. Yeah. Buy this I'm gonna and I'm going to get a bottle of water and right. where's your restroom? In fact, I usually say, uh, I'm going to get a bottle of water, where's your restroom? And then they tell me, and then I get the water on the way back, and I buy it, see you, bing, bang, boom. I'm an expert on the road at where to go to the can. I'm not going to share my secrets. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. But I'm an expert. I have places that that I trust. I have the road. I'm not going to tell you. Where where do you go? I'm not going to tell you. You got a good one? I got a couple of good ones. What'd you find here? Come on. I've got the the CNN video. I haven't listened to it yet, though. Well, I don't think they're swearing. Don't worry about it. You got a cough button. Okay. Refused to do so. The employees called officers. What did they get called for? Because there are two black guys sitting here meeting me? Yes, I do. Well, what did they do? What did they do? Someone tell me what they did. The men were arrested and taken away without incident. Melissa DePino, who originally tweeted the footage, wrote, The police were called because these men hadn't ordered anything. They were waiting for a friend to show up, who did, as they were taken out in handcuffs for doing nothing. The men were eventually released after Starbucks chose not to file trespassing charges against them. The coffee company later tweeted, We regret that our practices and training led to the reprehensible outcome at our Philadelphia store. Starbucks CEO Kevin Johnson also wrote to customers promising a face-to-face apology with the two men and also a review of the company's practices. And free coffee for life. (laughs) Kenny says the apology, quote, is not enough, saying the incident appears to exemplify what racial discrimination looks like in 2018. Police Commissioner Richard Ross standing by his officer's response, posting this message on Facebook. The police did not just happen upon this event. Okay, we heard that part. We heard that part. Here, here's what I don't get. What does training have to do with this? You know, we have to have implicit bias training now. It sounds to me like, uh, what, an act of stupidity on the part of an employee? Oh, I got two black guys sitting over there and they're not buying anything. I'm calling the cops. Yeah, I, you could have said, uh, gentlemen, are you intending to order? Uh, see, the reporting isn't what it used to be. These reporters, don't know, be these reporters don't know what questions to ask. Because they're, they just they're not very good. Well, so, the cops have to be let off the hook 
because I'm going to bis- let the cops off the hook. What I what I don't understand is what's the problem? So two black guys come in. Did they say we're waiting for a third guy and then we're going to order? Or and did don't they- worry, he's white, so yeah. it's okay. It's okay, yeah. it's a white guy. Right. It's a white guy us. we're hanging with. Hey, get the white guy can get coffee. <laughs> I think this is an. You're right, an isolated incident, and this is. Okay. Uh, whoever said this is what racial discrimination is like in 2018. Well, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know enough. Yeah, you can't Because the make... reporting is so bad. Did Was there a dialogue between uh, an employee and the two guys? Is this a Philadelphia policy? This might be the least of Philadelphia's problems, well, for I all think we so. know. But there, is there a policy... Uh, no loitering, and you must make a purchase if you want to. Is it a busy, you know, some places in New York will not let you use the restroom. No, I, I know. And as I say, my my precaution, more often than not, is to buy something if I'm going to use your facilities. I'm going to buy something. Here, I've got this, I bought these chiclets, and <laughs> I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> You better order me a whole pizza. <laughs> you, uh, I got my check. Let's can I yeah. get a receipt? And the, yeah. you know, I'm going to be here for a while, so we're going to get to know. Someone's yeah. going to need to handle this. You're one of my good spots. I just want you to know. <laughs> thanks for the check. Let's and you're there's, one of my. There's been there's been occasions where where my stopping cost me a lot of money. <laughs> hey, my bad. Sorry about that. Yeah, one. Hey, uh, you know how much what? did you say you need for that building fund? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I don't know. I I, uh, I I have no idea. We're gonna be back Here in a moment. Chiclet man, <laughs> it's Wednesday. I can see you the holding up the pack of chiclets. Okay, you see these chiclets? I got I'm buying these. Yeah, now where's open? the can? Is that open over there? <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we'll be back. But now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Hey, if I don't like black coffee, am I racist? Uh, no, you're not. Okay. The you word know, means nothing anymore. Oh, okay. I was just thinking that if Starbucks wanted to speed up service, they could have just just a line for people who didn't want anything fancy or anything put in their coffee, and yes. they just put they put black only yes. on the sign. Because that's all I get anyway, and I got to wait behind somebody getting a triple yeah. berry latte. You might find some resistance. Just uh, a little, some you think? Co- some spots. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe in the south. I, I don't know. Uh, we are looking at a winning day today. Haven't uh, said that too often, but so far. Stocks are holding on to the early gains. The market did open higher. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average right now is up 218 points. We'll see if it stays there for a half hour. The NASDAQ Composite ahead 43, and the S&P 500 is up 20 points. R.J. Reynolds has issued a nationwide recall of its Views Vibe power units. Those little devices are used to power more than 2.5 million electronic cigarettes. The recall comes after a number of users reported the batteries that charge the units of malfunction causing overheating and that could lead to a risk of fire for the fourth year in a row midwest dairy is letting fans decide which malt or sunday flavor will be the flavor of the fair and sold at the dairy goodness bar at the minnesota state fair among the choices this year are a malt swirled with mini pancakes bacon bits and maple syrup or a sunday made with mandarin oranges and jalapeno cheddar kettle chips what? Yeah, I don't know. That's you get I'll the take sweet. The first one. You get the sweet. The in Maplewood.
commencing garage logic segment number eight. Time says, believe it or not, there's an app called Got to Go. <laughs> it will guide you to the nearest public restroom, complete with ratings for cleanliness by other users. <laughs> wow. Got to go. Well, we all gots to go. We gotta go. You gots to play your freshman. I was telling the boys, Joe, that I, I like you, have a very, uh, a very uh, uh, trendy spot downtown. If I'm going to the ball game or... Target Center, Gotta whatever. Pick your spots, man. It's a great hidden little gem. Yep. <laughs> Don't tell it. You're not going to reveal no, it. No, 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 no. Mine's at home. <laughs> Here's John yeah. Height in the newsroom. Yep. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 31 degrees. This update brought to you by Metafast. Wild now down two games to one in their NHL playoff series against Winnipeg after winning last night. They'll play again tomorrow night at the Excel Energy Center. And the Wolves down no games to one in their series against the Rockets. They'll play a game two Wednesday. In Houston. Uh, Twins are off. Uh, They'll play the Indians in Puerto Rico tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, They've also rescheduled all those games that got snowed out this weekend. Uh, Twins announcing plans for three uh, postponed games against the White Sox. They'll be played in June, September, and August. Here's how it'll work. On Tuesday, June 5th, uh, they'll play a straight doubleheader, an old-fashioned doubleheader like when when we were kids, Joe. When, When is this, John? On June 5th. An old-fashioned doubleheader? Yep, second game will start about 30 minutes after the first game finishes. Oh, boy. Tuesday, June 5th. I love doubleheaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, when we were kids, young men, every mm-hmm. Sunday, everybody played doubleheaders. Absolutely. I wish they'd do every that again. Sunday. I think that'd be cool. Well, could, these words I can't I say know. negotiated that out of their deal. <laughs> uh, they'll also uh, make up... might get hurt if we have to play that much. Right, hurt more than playing in uh, you know April first when it's twenty two degrees out. Both teams had August twentieth off, so they will play a game that night. Uh, the uh, Jackie Robinson Day, which was uh, canceled, will be part of that June fifth doubleheader, by the way. And uh, then they'll do the other one on Friday, September twenty eighth. That'll be part of a split doubleheader. Day nighter. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. News notes from today: Authorities say an eight year old student took a kitchen knife to a Central Minnesota elementary school and attacked three other children. Chief Perry Beast. Eight. Eight-year-old. Eight-year-old, yeah. Chief Perry Beast says the victims... What town, John? uh, It's in central Minnesota. It's in Sauk Rapids. I see. Pleasant View Elementary. Mm -hmm. Uh, The chief says the victims were aged eight, nine, and 13, and they suffered what he calls superficial wounds, requiring stitches in the attack before classes started at Pleasant View Elementary in Sauk Rapids. Nobody else was hurt. School superintendent Bruce Watkins says the boy lashed out at the other students until an adult intervened. Beast says the boy was interviewed by police, released to his parents. The case will be forwarded to the county prosecutor's office. One of the injured children is a seventh grader who was waiting to catch a transfer bus. The other two were Pleasant View Elementary students. Minnesotans who've avoided paying state sales taxes on online and other kinds of remote purchases could soon see those taxes added to their bills, depending on how the U.S. Supreme Court rules in a widely watched case that'll be argued this week. Tomorrow, the justices will hear South Dakota versus Wayfair, Inc., a dispute over a law that expands states' abilities to compel sellers without a physical presence to collect and forward taxes on purchases made by state residents online. Hundreds of millions of dollars in Minnesota sales tax payments hang in the balance as the nation's highest court wades into the digital economy and state tax collections for the first time in 26 years. Uh, It will have some implications for two of the biggest retailers here in Minnesota, Target and Best Buy. Both companies have long complained that online and other remote sellers enjoy an unfair pricing advantage because they often do not charge customers sales taxes. Inmates armed with homemade knives fought each other for more than seven hours 
over territory and money, leaving seven of them dead in the worst U.S. prison ride in a quarter century. An inmate who witnessed the violence told the Associated Press the bodies were, quote, literally stacked on top of each other. This all happened at the Lee Correctional Institution in South Carolina. Uh, aside from the seven dead, there were also 17 prisoners seriously injured. The first start started, uh, first fight, excuse me, started in a dorm about 7.15 p.m. Sunday, appeared to be contained before suddenly starting in two other dorms. Cell phones helped stir up the trouble, and officials <clears throat> urged the federal government to change the law and allow them to block the signal so that prisoners can't use cell phones. No prison guards were hurt. Apparently, they Do we fought. know what they were fighting about? Uh, the uh, prison guys said basically money and territory, mm-hmm. the sp- spokesperson for the prison. Uh, no prison guards were hurt. They followed protocol by backing out and asking for support. Uh, things did not calm down until a special SWAT team entered the prison. At that point, the inmates gave up peacefully. That would not be fun to uh, have to break that up. Nope. Uh, President Trump's personal lawyer has said he's worried about the confidentiality of roughly three clients since he branched off from the Trump organization in 2017. That included the president and beleaguered RNC fundraiser Elliot Broidy. Said he didn't want to name the third client because it could be embarrassing. Well, today we found out that third client was Fox News host Sean Hannity. <laughs> Michael Cohen was ordered to appear. I mean, in- is, is, is Cohen his agent or something? Uh, Why does Hannity need a lawyer? He got legal help from him, is all they're saying. Uh, and Hannity has, has said, all Hannity has said at this point is that, yes, I have talked to him about some legal matters. So He has a right to hire a lawyer, doesn't he? That's true, yes. Uh, Cohen was ordered to appear in court by Judge Kimba Wood, named the third person as part of the investigation into the 130 grand in hush money that was paid to porn star Stormy Daniels by Cohen, who had an alleged affair with the president in 2006. Hannity. He's one Remember of those him guys, at the White House? One of those guys that walks through a room until you finally have to notice him. He just uh, keeps we, marching. When we were at the White House. We had Radio Row. He yeah. kept walking back. Sean, we know you're a big we name know you're here, here, Sean. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Just sit your fat ass down. <laughs> President Trump today putting the brakes on that preliminary plan to impose more economic sanctions on Russia. Walking back an announcement yesterday by U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley that the Kremlin had swiftly denounced as international economic rating. Preparations to punish Russia for its support of Syrian <laughs> President Bashar al-Assad's government over the alleged chemical weapons attack in Syria caused some consternation in the White House. Uh, officials in Moscow condemned the planned sanctions as overly punitive. Trump then conferred with his national security advisors, told them he was upset the sanctions were being officially rolled out and talked about because he was not yet comfortable executing those plans. Jenna Bush Hager, an anchor on NBC's Today Show, told the program today that her grandmother, former First Lady Barbara Bush, is resting comfortably with her family, is in great spirits. She called her a fighter. Barbara Bush is in failing health, will not seek additional medical care after a series of recent hospitalizations. That announcement made yesterday. Uh, on Sunday, Bush family spokesperson Jim McGrath said Mrs. Bush was visited by her sons, Marvin, Neil, and their daughter, Dorothy. Her other sons, former President George W. Bush and former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, also visited recently but have since left. So mom is saying, you know what, I've had a nice run. Don't don't pump me full of stuff anymore. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Well, we've had to hear that W had to leave early. It's it's troubling. Had to catch a flight, get out. More on home to clear some brush. Yes, a brush. There was some down in Crawford. I'd get out of my pickup truck and I'd have to move a like a tree. At like a a tree sometimes is a big branch mm-hmm. and it will fall, but then it becomes brush. It's not a branch. It's now brush, mm-hmm. like what you would do to your hair. Right. 
But you can't brush. I'm sorry about your you mother. You can't brush your hair with that type of brush. It's a, a different uh, a definition. I'm sorry about your mom. <laughs> Thanks. She's uh, she's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. John, uh, go ahead and proceed. <laughs> more Playing the role the, of Joe. <laughs> more, more on the uh, Starbucks store you were talking about, Joe. Sure. Uh, those two men who were arrested inside the Starbucks store did meet today with the Starbucks CEO after their arrest sparked those allegations of discrimination and racial profiling. The meeting took place where nearly two dozen protesters took over the shop today, demanding answers and charges, uh, changes, excuse me, to the company's policy of calling police. The company CEO, Kevin Johnson, in Philadelphia to meet with the two men and apologize in person. Uh, police haven't released the names of the men who were arrested. The two were later released after the district attorney's office said there was lack of evidence that any crime had been committed. Over the weekend, Johnson issued a statement saying the company is investigating its practices, working on training, and will reach out to outside experts to make any needed changes that would help prevent such an occurrence from happening again. Well, we dealt with snow over the weekend. The South had other problems. Authorities declaring a local state of emergency in Greensboro, North Carolina, after an apparent tornado caused damage in several locations there. A stadium emergency? Did you a say state, state? State of oh, emergency. State, state of emergency. I, I yeah, have, we had a problem in a stadium. I must have run my words yeah, together. That's all right. Greensboro police said in a tweet that there also was one storm-related fatality in Greensboro, but they gave no immediate details of the death. A statement said emergency crews were conducting emergency checks in areas affected, urged anyone needing immediate shelter to head to a local high school. All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. Well, look like I'm going again. I can't seem to believe myself. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Dave Dolan's forecast brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company with retail outlets in Bloomington, Fridley, Woodbury, and of course, Joe, Duluth. Hi, Dave. Hi there, Joe. How are you? Fine. Let me uh, find the records here real quick before I get started, or otherwise I won't be able to do it. I can look for them while you're doing it. No, I got it here. I got it. Um, Anyhow, right now our temp is at what? Page seven. <laughs> I think we're still at 30 degrees and uh, holding steady. Is it 31? No, it's 31 right oh, now. Oh, 31 now. 31. Okay, here okay. we go. Mostly clear. It's going to be cold tonight. Low down to 20. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and warmer. High near 40. And that's just the start of good things here, uh, except for Wednesday. There's a little bump in the road. Uh, we're going to have 38 for the high. So any snow that does fall here is going to be melting fairly quickly. We're expecting maybe an inch or two Wednesday afternoon through Wednesday evening, as much as five to six inches down to our south from Mankato all the way over to just north of Rochester. That's where the heaviest snow should fall. And then it gets warmer, 46 on Thursday, uh, 48 on Friday, 52 Saturday, 56 on Sunday, up to 62 a week from today, with partly cloudy skies carrying us from Friday all the way through Monday of next week. Right now, though, Joe, we have uh, partly cloudy sky out there, and our temperature partly to mostly cloudy, and our temp is at 31, and I have the records for the day. April 16. 88. 88. In 1964. Wow. In 1964. 10 above zero. 10 above. 1875. 1875. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Well, unfortunately, we must uh, visit the Destroyed Academy.
can't believe that. Sun Country dude. You cheap SOBs, you gotta go rent a plane and fly it down there. I have a question, as long as you brought that up again. Yeah. Because when I, I did the news in the first hour, so I didn't have a chance to ask this, but so they said it's the last flight for mm-hmm. the for it was the, the last scheduled flight of the season because they only do seasonal routes. Okay, I get that. <laughs> Fine. But the plane was already there, correct? Uh Yes. So, what are they just going to... Oh, put it in the shed, you know? That's a good question. Unless, You're down in Cabos. Mm-hmm. Did they literally get in the air and start for here, and then we're told oh, we're having such a serious snowstorm you cannot land here? Or did it never depart Cabo? Uh, that I do not know. But, but Reaver's got a great point. What's the plane doing? Well, if, if they had departed, my guess would be... Uh, Duluth or Fargo would be an alternate for them to land at because those airports can how can can land a seven thirty seven eight hundred or seven hundred. Yeah, because the Winnipeg's had to go to Duluth and they ended up going back because they couldn't get to MSP on uh, Saturday. But then, if it hadn't left and it was supposed to have been in Minneapolis, that plane that aircraft would be scheduled to go somewhere else. So if that if that one was canceled, that plane would, my guess would be, I don't I don't know, uh, that that would be ordered to. So go they, they would else. have flown it empty to Houston, for example, to uh, to, to to do a, a regularly scheduled flight there, perhaps. That perhaps. is my guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they just it's just lousy customer service is what it amounts to. <laughs> There's no other way to look at it. I'll tell my friend that works at the yeah. airport. A statue of Thomas Jefferson was vandalized with the phrase racist and rapist sprayed around its base with red paint Friday at the University of Virginia, the college that Jefferson, the third president of the United States, founded nearly 200 years ago. The vandalism on the school's lawn was discovered Friday, Founders Day, which would have been Jefferson's 275th birthday. Oh, what do you get him? The university is disappointed that individuals vandalized the statue of Thomas Jefferson on the lawn on the day that we honor his contributions to our university and to our democracy, the university said in a statement, the station reported. What station? Should I give you the name of the station? Yeah, please. WVIR-TV. The university recognizes the complexities of Thomas Jefferson's legacy and continues to explore them fully and honestly. Mm. The Charlottesville School added that it welcomes open and civil discourse on such important issues. However, acts of vandalism do not contribute to meaningful discussion, uh, WVIR reported. Well, that's all you're going to get from Mysterians, because they don't have the ability to to, uh, negotiate an argument. So we just want to go, we want to wreck the statue. Right. The station said the vandalism likely took place during the overnight hours and that crews had cleaned off the words Friday morning. Police are investigating. Uh, following Trump's two, 2016 election, hundreds of UVA students and faculty demanded the college's president, Teresa Sullivan, stop quoting Jefferson in her emails because doing so undermines the message of unity, equality, and civility that you are attempting to convey. B as in B, S as in S. But you can't bring about the mystery until you destroy our history. I just made a poem. That was a rhyme. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Your feet's long, fellas. At issue is that Jefferson was a slave owner. Most of them were. 
Most of them were. Uh, it's also huh. been claimed that he fathered a child with one of his slaves, Sally Hennings. But that notion was challenged in a 2011 book, The Jefferson Hemings Controversy Report of the Scholars Commission. Do you morons who vandalize the statue, do you realize that he's one of the reasons you have a school like that to go to in the first place? I don't think they thought that out. I don't think so. It's just a shame. Uh, you got to push back. You got to push back. I hope there's kids down there uh, at the University of Virginia who understand you got to push back against the uh, these imbeciles. Because you're, you're, while you're dealing with his rank stupidity and someone not willing to grow into the realization that uh, our history must be preserved. It can't be threatened like this. Really quick, uh, several people weighing in. The plane never left MSP for Los Cabos. Oh, oh I see. So it was here. Yeah. I see. That's a, okay, that's a completely different thing then. Still doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't. So they so the minute they got clearance to take off, they should have. Well, they should okay, have gone but, down there. It's like going to Wisconsin. Bing, bing, but, bang, but here's boom. what would happen there if they were not cleared to go to Cabo because of uh, the the airport was shut down. Cabo wasn't shut down. No, the no. MSP airport. Right. So they they couldn't take off. No, from but here. the minute they could take off, they should have. Planes were taken off all day long yesterday. Well, I'm not arguing for or against. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out what. So there was not a plane down. There was not a plane there, an aircraft there at the time. Right. And what Sun Country has said, sorry, your window has passed. Our season has ended. We're not coming to get you. That would make me think twice about buying a ticket on Sun Country. Well, then wouldn't it also stand to reason that there were people that intended to leave MSP to go to Cabo or Mazatlan? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, sure. Uh, it could. Although, have been. how were they, they going to get back? They weren't going to come back on Sun Country. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they were flying a different airline. And if home. it's seasonal, why do they have a flight June 29th? Yeah, that's weird. What's, is there a summer season to fly to Cabo? I, that do you I know don't anything know. about Unless the way a, the airport there runs? There could be a charter. Maybe you know you can always charter an aircraft. Do you have any there. experience with the airport at all? No, no, but I, I'm going to ask my friend who about, probably would know. How about take like the mega bus home from Cabo? Yeah, we could do that. Let's send her down. <laughs> University of Garage Logic 98. College of Self Esteem. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Sujuri. I have to imagine, I'm sure it was reported, that the Twins had never previously lost three straight games to weather. Anyone, uh, yeah, can I've anyone never help heard. me with that? Uh, I'm sure Patrick will be a walking encyclopedia of knowledge, but that, yeah, that's unique. And so we do already have our three makeup days. Mm-hmm. The April 13th game will be a doubleheader on June 5th. The 14th, the May 14th game will be rescheduled for September 28th. May 14th or I'm April I'm sorry, 14th. April 14th, excuse mm-hmm. me. That will be rescheduled for September 28th. You know, I think it's too complicated to worry about doing that. Seriously, I think if you got tickets, you got to go to the Twins website and figure it out. Yeah. It's hard. You're driving along in a car. You're not going to remember that stuff. You're going to find out. You're gonna, you know what? You'll get it. You'll uh, figure they're it. They're going to straighten it You can get them. Yeah, we got it. 1500 yeah. ESPN is KSTP. St. Paul, Minneapolis, it's 31, sports is next.